We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Starting to stream up. Salute to Knicks Nation. Happy Sunday, everybody. This is Knicks Offseason Central. Brought to you by the boys in Knicks Post Game Live. CP from Knicks Fan TV. <laughs> My man Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time Show. This is the number one Knicks fan show on YouTube for the fans, by the fans. On today's episode, we are going to break down the latest news and rumors for the Knicks offseason. So if you're a diehard Knicks fan, hit that subscribe button below and the notification bell so you don't miss anything. Now, JLs, how you feeling, my dude? It's been a while, man. I haven't, I haven't talked to you in a while since that yeah, Berman man. interview. You know what I mean? We, yeah. It's been feeling, a while, bro? but it hasn't been a while. Right. It's been a while, but it has been a while. You know, we've we still been in touch, but uh, we haven't done the, the live stream in a couple weeks, man. Couple yeah. of weeks, man. I feel rusty. How do we do this again? Like, what's, what's yeah? I had, I had to dust off the console, man. I, I went on vacation, man. Got a little snorkeling in down down in Turks and Caicos, man. It was a nice oh, snorkel. Yeah, okay. yeah. I was I was swimming with some nice yellowtail snappers, man. It was real nice, man. Real nice. Oh wow, you on vacation, vacation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a- absolutely, man. So okay, so here's the deal. We're supposed to have Mo Hamilton from the Athletic on. You might be running a little bit delayed. So we, the show must go on, as they say, Jay Ellis. You know what I mean? We we got a, a big offseason coming up. This week's news, I mean, listen, bro, depending on how you read into it, it wasn't so good for us, man. It wasn't, oh, man. It wasn't so good for us. The fan base is starting to, you know, internalize, rationalize some alternatives yeah. after what we heard. But that's why we're here, Jay Ellis. This is why we're here, to connect with the fan base. So call us up, 657-383-1509. We want to hear your thoughts on everything. Uh, JLs, before we get into the topic, mm-hmm. we are waiting on Moke, but we have a blockbuster announcement to make. Oh, yeah. This Wednesday, Ian 
Begley, hey. Ian Begley, the woes of Knicks talk. The the equivalent of getting Kevin Durant in the media realm. We got him. We got him, damn it. Ian Begley is coming on the show Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Set that dial. Do not miss it. Facts. Hey, man. Hit that like button just for that. that, Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. (laughs) Just for that announcement, damn it. Just for that. Ian Begley is coming on the show. We had Berman on the post on the show uh, Monday. That was a great interview, great podcast. If you guys haven't seen it. Uh, hit, hit the icon at the top right of your screen and you'll see it. This Wednesday, Ian Begley is in the building taking your calls, taking your questions. Let's go. Oh, I can't wait, man. I can't wait to talk to Ian, the GOAT yeah, of man. NY Media. I love what he's doing at SNY, man. Big things. SNY version of Ian is pretty dope. Big things. I can't wait, I can't wait to like ask him some cool questions and see his inside of what's, what's going with the Knicks and Kyrie rumors and just the state of where the Knicks' head is at. Yeah. We need, we, we need answers, Jay Ellis. Yeah, we do. We need this answers, It's a good time man. to have them. It's a good time to have them because um, we are three weeks away from free agency. Yeah. Ten days away from the draft, more or less. Eleven days away from the draft. But mm-hmm. this week, we, 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 we hearing some, some news about Kyrie Irving, some rumors about Kyrie Irving. Yeah, that that he's leading towards the Nets. We knew the Nets were going to put themselves in position to get some max contracts in this offseason. We knew we knew that. I, I said there was a threat, CP. I said <laughs> they, you did say that, man. So now that it's been realized, when they got rid of Alan Crabb and his ridiculous contract with two first rounders, with two first rounders, be clear. Yeah, um, and, and now we're we're hearing rumors towards Kyrie, man. What what's your take? On these Kyrie rumors so far. First, first and foremost, I just want everybody in general to to stay calm. You know what I mean? Stay calm. It's not best case scenario. The best case scenario would be two max reagents. But um, I'll say if. Kyrie does end up going to the Nets. It will not be the end of the world. I'm going to just start with that. I'll just start with that. There is, But um, I think that... <clears throat> I think he was always a threat, but at the end of the day, KD is still the big fish we want. So even if Kyrie does end up going to the Nets, the hope still is... You pull KD, and you convince him to be the magnet to bring somebody else into the fold. That that's the hope, man. That's that's the hope. You know, the hope is, and and you know, we talked to Berman about this on the podcast. The hope is that he can he can get somebody else. Who is that somebody? Because you know, the the I think my fear in this whole thing is that there could be a domino effect here if Kyrie. Goes to Brooklyn. What happens if the Raptors win the chip? Right? It, right. It, you know, does Kawhi stay now? Does KD stay right. now? What's KD right. thinking? Yeah. There's that, a lot of different scenarios that kids can play, man. It's like, a lot of scenarios, a man. A lot of scenarios. Like, um, so, like, because you also heard the rumor that if KD and, and Golden States ends up losing 
he might end up staying in Golden State. We heard that rumor as well. Yep. But if if it's true that he still wants to go to the Knicks and Kyrie is off the table and we also heard some rumblings that Kemba might not want to come to NY, then we're looking at the Pelicans and we might be even more eager to trade with the Pelicans. See, that's what that's what I'm trying to avoid, bro. I'm yeah. trying to avoid that at all costs. Do not make a panic move by just trying to save face, trying to win the back pages. You know, if the Nets make a splash here and KD doesn't come, do not make a panic move and just yeah. toss everything out. for. And it makes no sense. Do not just try to toss everything out the window for Anthony Davis, bro. Yeah, I agree. Like, I don't want, like, I'm not saying not to engage with the Pelicans. That's not what I'm saying at all. Yeah. But I don't want to, I don't want to negotiate from a point of view of desperation. You know what I'm saying? Bingo. When, you, when you're negotiating from the point of view of desperation. You get fleeced. You get fleeced a la the Carmelo Anthony trip. Yeah. Like, if, if we're not super pressed to find KD a partner, then we actually might be able to get, you know, a decent, maybe a decent package, if yeah. anything. And, and Depending on if everybody else wants to really throw in their kitchen sink for AD or not. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, man. And and Berman, again, you know, made that point that we've been making. And David Griffin just got that job with the Pelicans. He yep. wants to keep that job. He wants to make a splash. You're replacing a top five, top ten player in the league, a franchise cornerstone. You have to get a mega package for him. You know, and, and we can't look. Look at look at Masai Ujiri. You know, yeah. if the Raptors win the championship, one of the people he has to call is Glenn Grunwald and say, "Glenn, remember that stupid trade you made by by yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> taking yep. Barnani yep. off our hands?" Don't, for don't remind me. I said, "Don't remind me." I said, "Yep, yep." <laughs> if the Raptors win a championship, please send the ring to Glenn Grunwald. Exactly. The dumbest GM in Knicks history. One of them. One of them. Exactly. That's exactly what we're talking about. We do not want to repeat one of those moves, man. We definitely do not want to repeat one of those. Can't do it. We can't do it. Can't do it. I'm hoping Ninja P can actually stay pat. Um, I know I've heard rumblings that uh, I'm saying it like I'm inside. I've I've heard rumblings. rumblings, I mean, I've heard from other media. Hey, we got got sources now, man. It's all right. it's all right. <laughs> Our sources? Yeah, we got sources now, man. Yeah, sources, me and Bonnie. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I've heard rumblings. What show was I watching? I feel like everybody was posting this clip on this. Which one? Where, where uh, they were, the Knicks were actually talking about if we do not get a big free agent, what to do then. I guess that goes into the Plan B conversation. Yeah. I know. I, I know what, uh, do you want to hold off on that conversation? Yeah, yeah. Let, let's, let's hold off on that conversation. Okay. Um. Yeah, listen, man. I can't. Why? Like, why would Kyrie want to go to the Nets, man? Why the Nets? He, that's the thing. Like, he is from Jersey, though. He is from Jersey, even though he played ball in New York. He's from Jersey, so he might have that dual loyalty. Like, he loves New York, but he also grew up in a place where the Nets originally was. So he might have. A tie there. That might be why he's dead set on going to the Nets. Or just the fact that his name has been in the media so much and he he's wants to, to be so bad that he doesn't want to be the one 
to be a follower. He got away from LeBron James to be a leader, not a follower. Yeah, but, now, then, but then you see he, he quickly regretted it, man. Right. He quickly regretted it when they wasn't falling in line in Boston. Yeah, but he regretted it because it didn't work in Boston. But, but you know, his mentality might be, well, it didn't work in Boston. Yeah. I'm not going to quit trying to be a leader. I'm just going to try again somewhere else where I can try to rewrite my own narrative. So that's what could that could be what's going on. And maybe in his mind, following KD to New York would be more of the same. Like I'm being a follower. And I'm, I'm just hoping it's not the Nets, man. You can't get them no more glory, J. Else the, the the fan base is getting ratchety and oh, getting yeah. rambunctious right now. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah. I had a guy come in my comment section talking about this is now Brooklyn Nets fan TV. Lord, you know what I'm saying? Is he blocked yet? No, he, <laughs> he's not blocked. He actually subscribed to the channel, so oh. <laughs> that that should tell you something. That should tell you something right there. Oh, you know. Man. Shout out J James from Flatbush. You know, he he's Oh, James from right oh, James from Flatbush. Come on, James. No, no, it wasn't James from Flatbush. It was another guy, but Okay. You know, I say that to say, man, the Nets fans are getting real rambunctious out here, man. Yeah, yeah. man. The chess has been out for a little chess bit. Chess has been out. Now. Let, let's go to the phones. Our guy Will from LI. He wants to talk about this Kyrie situation. Will break it down. You know, you know Will's uh, you know Will's got his uh his digital um, notepad here where, where he's 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 plotting out right. free agency scenarios. I got listen, I exactly listen, if you guys saw the top of the spreadsheet, there was a question mark by Kyrie, but it was strictly <laughs> you did, you're absolutely I've been, right. I've been, <laughs> I, I've been following Katie's every move. This man pees, I know what color it is, okay? Like, <laughs> I've been following him his, his every move. Oh, Kyrie, he, he on some incognito stuff. Nobody knows what this man is thinking. Listen, y'all. I love Kyrie. Okay, I say all the time. I remember when I was I went to the Garden and was going up against the Cavs, he had that black mask, and that man dropped like 40 or something on us. Yeah, Ever since then, I've been infatuated with Kyrie. I want him. Listen, we get KD great. We get Kyrie. That's the first jersey I'm buying. I love that guy. This is out of control. You got the and no offense to anybody that's from Williamsburg, Brooklyn, or whatever. But you got all these Williamsburg people now. All these people in Brooklyn just acting crazy. This would have hurt more than him going to the Celtics. I would rather him stay on the Celtics. Oh yeah, than come to Brooklyn. Yeah, definitely. I do not. I do not want to see it. It's just, and it's just. I this. I, this is just such a Kyrie thing for him to do. When he thinks he's gonna go right, he goes back. You know. It's true. Ultimately. This is how I see. This is how I feel about it. If we, if Kyrie goes to the Nets, we got. I mean, I know you guys already got. to I think you guys got to talk about later. So we got to put all our efforts into Kawhi Leonard. We got. We got to wine, climb, and dine him from start to finish. We got to try to make something work because the reports are that Kemba doesn't want to come either, it's and it's looking kind of thin. It's looking kind of thin. So, so it's, it's looking- you know, that's all my point on it. Listen, I love. I love the interview by Mark uh, that you guys did with Mark. I love you guys. Show keep it up. I'm gonna get off the line so you, I know you guys probably got calls on the line. Appreciate you, man, Will. Keep it up, but, but uh, yeah. that was my input. Appreciate mm-hmm. you, brother. Appreciate All right, y'all. it, man. All right, y'all. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, on our on our podcast with Berman, you know, he he did state. See, this is the thing. You know, it was so interesting the timing of the Kawhi Leonard. Um, rumor or assumption by the by the by the media it was like as soon as the Kyrie thing hit 
Then all of a sudden, the back yeah. pages was like, well, the Knicks want to go get Kawhi Leonard. And, yeah, we did talk about that with Berman on the podcast. And, you know, I, clearly, they, they obviously, they're going to want to talk to arguably the best player in the league right now. Dude is a damn yeah. assassin right now, Jay Ellis. Oh, yeah, he's a mo- yo, monster. That is a robot. He is living up to his robot name. Bro. Yeah, absolute robot. Bro. Unreal, not human. A- absolute robot, man. <laughs> I, I mean, the dude is just doing things that uh, his his mid range is eerily similar to MJ, bro. I, I don't like to put those type of blasphemous claims on the goat, but th- this dude is a monster, bro. Hey, Max Kellerman, is that you? <laughs> I, hate to, <laughs> I hate to sound like Max <laughs> Kellerman, man, but the claw is is an absolute animal, man, and. Oh. I'm taking great pleasure in him putting a dagger in Golden State's heart right now. Yes and no. Like, I, 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 it's hard. This is rough, man. Because everything in my soul wants the Raptors to win. But at the same time, the fact that the, the Golden State losing can cost us KD you just... in the long run is, is making this painful. Yeah. The only time I've ever rooted for Golden State in my entire life, and they're losing right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yo, listen, this this is a well-oiled Raptors machine, man. This is a well-oiled machine. So you think, you think that um, that this Katie, that Katie will have some sort of uh, change of heart or some sort of sympathy when they move into the new stadium and they say, you know, Katie, we didn't finish the job. We want to get you another ring. You think that may have an impact on on him staying in Golden State? I think so. Like I I I don't know hundred percent sure because I'm not KD. Right. But I want to cross all my T's and that on my eyes. If you heard me a few shows ago, I said before every Knicks fan should be secretly rooting for the Golden State Warriors. I said that like a month and a half ago. <laughs> yeah. True. And and now it's being repeated, but it's like. Naturally, you're thinking, okay, LeBron will have three rings. He will have three rings. So he'll at least be have that in his pocket and a peace of mind. Right. And all you know, be missing was would be to get his own team and make his own team look good. It'll, it'll be something knocked off the checklist. So, yeah, man, like there could be something to it. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be wrong so bad, but I'm scared. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping there's something to it. I, and but we'll see what happens, man. Hopefully he'll just just want to come to NY just to rebuild his brand, get the money, and you know get that respect. Yeah, I I, I hear you, man. What do you guys think of the chat, man? What do you think? Do you think if the Raptors win, do you see that impacting KD's potential decision in free agency? Clearly, we don't know. But what do you guys think? What, what do you guys think, man? Shout out to everybody in the chat right now. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Once yeah, again, man. this is Knicks Offseason Central. CP from Knicks Fan TV. My man, Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time Show. Waiting on Moke Hamilton from The Athletic to join us. All right. All right. If you guys are just now joining, uh, Ian Begley of uh, SNY ESPN will be joining us Wednesday at 8 p.m. So make sure you guys, like I said, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell so that you don't miss that show. Shout out. Uh, let's shout out some people in the chat. JL's Robert Paris. What's going on? Valentine Outlaw. How's everything? Robin, how's everything? 
Pierce Crossley, what's going on? Eddie Rolden, what's going on? Uh, JL, who you got on your end? Ah, uh, man, I got uh, Chris Dada was good. What up, Chris? Banga 75 was good. Adrian Burnett was good. Jamila Peters was good, man. I got like all new, all like the regulars ain't really repping today, but it's all good. I, I got some other people's in here. Easy wins, what's going on? The shells, what's going on, man? Salute to everybody. She, what's going on? Where are you guys checking in from, man? Put your city in the chat so that we know where you guys are uh, calling in from and uh, we can shout you guys out. Let's go back to the phones. A guy, Ari, wants to join us and talk about uh, free agency, man. Ari, how you feeling, bro? Yep. Uh, you Ari? I don't know. We don't, we don't have Ari. Let's go to uh, CP the Artist. He thinks KD stays in Golden State. My man, my brothers. CP, Jay what's going what on? Up? CP, what up? How you feeling, man? Chilling. I'm great. All right. I wanted to calm you guys down on why okay. KD isn't coming to the Knicks mm-hmm. and why Kyrie is making his decision to go to Brooklyn. Everything changed the moment KD got injured. Yep. And from a lot, a lot of perspective is he has a torn a tendon. Uh, what do you call it? Achilles. Achilles. Tendon. So, you're right. The smartest thing for, for KD in a business sense is to stay with Golden State for one more year. Because since he has a torn ace, uh, uh, most likely he has a torn um uh, Achilles. Achilles tendon. Mm. He's going to be out, and it's going to fa- affect his his free agency. Mm. So my point is, is that you know KD and Kyrie talk. He probably dropped the bad news to to, K- to Kyrie and was like, "Hey, I'm hurt." So that's when Kyrie made his decision to go to Brooklyn because now New York is is off the option is off the table because. KD's not coming with him. Yeah, mm. so I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if he, if he has that Achilles though, because he, I, you would have seen him in like a boot on some crutches or something. I think people in the chat saying, uh, saying that uh, he's practicing with the team. So I don't know. I think it is. Uh, well, I think it is well, more severe than practicing. they're making it out to be. But and I, I heard torn calf, right. it, torn it, calf, it, it, a torn calf. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, but if you look at if you look at the injury itself and what what he he looked like he got shot and he yeah. and they say that's the that's the that's the main um uh, sign yeah main way sign. you kind of like think okay yeah yeah sign the thing and then the thing is is that the last time he played was the Houston series mm-hmm. we're going on two months a strained calf I strained the calf once I was out maybe like two weeks. And he's he's and for him to not be able to play in the the NBA Finals, it leads me and for Kyrie to to want to go to Brooklyn, it leads me to say, look, I I believe that this is probably the, his. It, this is more. This is way more serious than any of us know, and he and this was a decision that Kyrie made. Because he knows the severity of the, his this, his uh, uh, injury. Okay. K, uh, breaking, news, injury. breaking news! Breaking yeah, news! The chat is saying that Yahoo News just reported four minutes ago that KD is practicing. Okay, 
All right, so it's not as severe as we thought. And CP the artist, appreciate the call, man. Um, so not as severe as we thought. I mean, jails, they could very well be planning to, to come to the Nets, man. Who knows, you know? Who knows, man? And, and that's why I was hoping to get uh, Moke in here to get his thoughts on what he's hearing in terms of this Nets uh, speculation. I don't yeah. see I don't see how the Nets plan to make uh, D'Angelo and Kyrie work though. I don't I don't that's see that work. I feel like that's just a smokescreen to make D'Angelo happy, but I think they're really trying to get him out of there. Maybe get KD and Jimmy Butler there or something. The first time he brings pulls his phone out, that's gonna be disaster. Yeah, I, I don't see I don't see them doing I don't see them doing Kyrie and, and D'Angelo. That makes no sense from a defensive yeah. standpoint either. Um, yeah, there's a whole lot whole host of problems with D'Angelo yeah. Kyrie. Besides the besides the you know the volatileness of those two together, yeah, it's just the, the playing style and fitting those two guys together. And it's like I don't know about that. Right. All right. Let's see if uh, Ari's ready. I think Ari's back. Ari, what's good, bro? Hey, what's up, man? You guys hear me? Yep, loud and clear, man. Yep. How you feeling? All right, I'm feeling good. Sorry, my phone was on mute before by accident. Okay. Um, I'm feeling all right. Um, I actually tore I actually tore my Achilles tendon. And I can tell you right now that the way it works is that when you tear your tendon, if you don't get surgery as soon as possible, the tendon rolls up your calf and it makes it harder to come back. So there's no way Kevin Durant tore his Achilles because he'd be in a boot yeah. or he would have had surgery already. already yeah, so yeah. definitely not a torn Achilles. Right. Okay. Okay. So let's get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. All right. Besides that, I'm actually I'm actually kind of liking this Nets talk, and I'll be honest with you. I thought the Knicks talk was getting too hot, mm. and I thought it was making me too uncomfortable. You know, when you, when you talk to someone, it was, man. I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed by it for real. I'm not gonna lie. When, when yeah, when you tell somebody you're gonna do this, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do this, every instinct in your body wants you to do the opposite thing, just because you don't want to be told what you're gonna do, right? So I'm actually kind of like happy that this Knicks talk has died down a little bit. There's no like this Nets talk. I'm really not scared of this Nets talk. I, I, you know, I don't think they have anything, any advantage over the Knicks in anything besides how they played last year, which means nothing. You know, um, and, and my thing too a, is, and, and uh, sorry to, uh, not to cut you off, Ari. My thing too about the Nets is that yeah. they still have to renounce a lot of their players. So if you're gonna tell me that you're gonna cut half right. the team that you made the playoffs with, and you're still left with okay, Dinwiddie, nice player, I like him. Lavert, nice player like him. Joe Harris, nice and I mean, Jared Allen. I mean, is it that much crazier than than what we could be building here? Nah, it's a good team. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying of to be. Not. You know, I'm not trying to discredit what they are. But if you have to give away half your team to to make it happen, I, I don't see how much greater they can be than than we can. Right, and it's also also like you know everybody always talks about like or how incompetent the Knicks front office is. Let's not forget that the Brooklyn Nets gave seven draft picks away to the Boston Celtics for old-ass Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett, all right? So it's like they also paid Alan Crabb $17 million, Mm -hmm. had to basically give up two first-round draft picks just to get out of Alan Crabb's deal. They have no assets in the future. Karis LeVert's getting paid $2.5 million right now. Next year or in a year, I think he has a team option, or in a year or two he's going to get paid a lot more than that. That's going to eat up a lot of their salary cap. So the argument that Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets have no no advantage over the Knicks, the only advantage the Brooklyn Nets have over the Knicks is if you're afraid of the media and you don't want to get ripped if you lose, then maybe you go to Brooklyn. Um, I think it's a coward's move personally. There we go. Um, but, you know, that's just my 
That's just that's just my opinion. And I don't I do not see Kevin Durant in any way, shape, or form going to the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, the guy seems to be so sensitive. If he comes to the Nets, if he comes to the Nets, his own city is going to hate him because everybody's a Knicks fan. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, CPJs. You know any Nets fans over the age of fifteen? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, in all fairness, I, I know a few, man, but I just I can't I can't respect that move, man. I, I can't yeah. respect that move, man. No, yeah, no, Katie, happen. you're right. Though, I don't man. think it's gonna happen. I don't know. I can't you're right. Man. You're right. If Katie goes to the Nets, the trolling he will get from Knicks fans is gonna be crazy. Yeah, they they won't hear the. Oh, anything. forget about it. Yeah, and also the the thing like I said on Stephen A on Friday, people and I'll get off the phone right after this, but mm-hmm. you know the, the there's more like there's more to the pitch than just you know Manhattan, the Garden, you know pave your own legacy. Like out of all the teams that have two max free agent spots open, I think it's us, the Clippers, and the Nets. We're the only one with seven draft picks and young talent to basically yep. build around these players in the subsequent years. That's and a third pitch, pick. right? <laughs> so it's not just about where you're playing; it's about winning, and that's the end of it. So I don't think I think Knicks fans, we got to just relax. Um, I don't think we should be putting out this negative energy about Dolan. I don't know what Stephen A's doing. Oh yeah, that's about crazy. James man. Dolan, Mikhail Pro. Mikhail- Mikhail Prokhorov, the owner of the Nets, has probably killed people. He's a Russian oligarch. No one's talking <laughs> no. about it. No one cares about the Nets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what are we What are we talking about? Yo, like, this is my guy, man. and just let the process happen. There we go, Ari. Nisha Appreciate P. you, bro. We'll do yeah, trust in Nisha P. There we no go, problem, man. Guys. Appreciate it, man. That is Ari, the resident uh, uh, attorney. Yeah, Slash... Man. Uh, you know, voice of reason for the fan base. That's that's my. We should have like a call the day or something, yo. Yeah, I gotta play. If we get some more time at the end of this, I don't know if some of you heard Ari and Stephen A clashed about a week ago, and that, that was pretty funny, man. I gotta pull it up, pull it up on my phone or um download. Oh yeah, the video. what was that? Yeah, um, this was this was two weeks ago. I, while I was on vacation, Ari sent me the link to it. Him and Stephen oh, A. Yeah, him, him and Stephen A clashed a little bit. So that was uh, pr- pretty funny, man. Yeah, I don't uh, know where, where Stephen A's going now with this Dolan thing. You got They've got to stop rinse and repeating the Dolan narrative, talking about, oh, if the Knicks don't get these free agents, Dolan needs to sell the team. What the hell? Yeah, shut up. Shut up. Like, shut up, Stephen. Yo, I respect Stephen A's hustle and what he's done for the ESPN. And, and by like, dog, he's supposed to be a Knicks fan. Like, why do you keep making it? Hot and then cold and then hot again. Like yep. chill. Like, come on, man. It, it's it's ridiculous, JLS man. It is absolutely absurd. You know, but this is this is what we have to deal with, man. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm tired of the Dolan narrative. Dolan don't even show up. Like Dolan's playing a harmonica somewhere, traveling. Like he's not that involved. The, like, it's it's, it's really go. not that serious, man. I, I think. Is. I think. Listen, man. As long as Dolan is cutting the checks. We should have a shot. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know. We should have a shot, man. Exactly. Just be the pen you're supposed to be. That's and it. Move out the way. Cut the <laughs> checks and get out the way, man. Shout out to everybody in the chats. What's going on? Salute to everybody. Happy Sunday. This is Off Season Central. CP from Knicks Fan TV. My man JLs from the Nick of Time Show. This is where we're breaking down the latest Knicks news and rumors of the week. If you're a diehard Knicks fan, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Let's check in. See where everybody tuning in from. Matthew's tuning in from Argentina. Jay Ellis. International love we got in here, man. Shout out to Matthew from Argentina. See you, Matt. 
Did we see, brother? We we got people from uh from all over the world here. Let me just um scroll through. Shout out some more people. And uh talk you guys off the ledge a little bit. You know, you could you could you could sense the angst in in the fan base, Shales. So you could sense. No, the Instagram angst. is lit. I'm gonna tell you that right now. It's it, like it's lit right now. Man. Is going over there. Yeah, <laughs> you can sense the angst. Um, this this is a tough time. Eddie Suarez from the Bronx. What's going on, Eddie? Jason Edwards, Bushwick, Brooklyn. Right. Jason, hold it down for us out there. If you see any rambunctious Nets fans, just uh, slap them up a little bit. We'll, we'll pay you. <laughs> we'll pay you legal fees. We'll pay you legal you know? fees. Somebody in the chat said, "Prayers up for Zab Judah." What happened to Zab Judah? Did you hear anything? Nah, I didn't hear anything, man. Uh, we, well, somebody in the chat, if you could uh, let us know what happened to Zab Judah. Um, DJ Cash, New Jersey. What's going on, DJ Cash? All right, and my Giants over here yeah, from Orlando, Florida. I see you. Okay, okay. Shout out Florida. We got London in the building. Lee Bloxham. Shout out to London. Sacktown, right. Delray Beach, Global Jails. We, we are we are a global. Brand oh, right now, man. Florida's in here today, Roger. Roger, yeah, Roger, man. Park. Okay, let's go up to Rochester. Let's talk to Nate. He wants to talk about um, what the Knicks pitch to Kyrie should be. Nate, how you feeling, bro? What up, man? It's, uh, it's been a minute since I called, so you know, one hey, second. How, how you feeling, bro? Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling. I'm actually feeling pretty good about free agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to get into this real quick. So. Mm-hmm. uh Everything that I've seen with the uh, Knicks free agency pitch is kind of related to, like, what we don't have. But, like, it's just, like, not what we don't have. Uh, how is it? It's not related to basketball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, we're selling them on, like, the garden. We're selling them on, like, the city fame and stuff. But um, if, they're, if they're trying to go for winning, like, Kyrie, I don't see how the Nets are, like, a viable option. Because it's... If Kyrie's just going there for, like, for personal reasons, then, like, all this doesn't really matter, but... If it's just Kyrie and D'Lo and, like, Jared Allen, they're basically the Trailblazers East. And, like, <laughs> I think it's, like, a worse version of them. Like, you can't, you can't really win with, like, a small guard that, like, leading the helmet. We're kind of seeing that in, like, the Warriors, like, right now without KD. Because Steph Curry, even though he's great, he's having trouble dealing with, like, that long defense. And, like, Milwaukee, I think, still better. Right? Yo. All right. Uh, no, yeah, Milwaukee's still better, I would say. Philly is still better. Definitely. Then, like the Nets, so like I don't know why Kyrie would go there. Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, listen, they, they, you know, nothing's been in stone, and they certainly haven't uh, built out their team even on paper yet. So I can't necessarily say who's better, who's not. But to your point, and to what Ari's point was, is that you know, if we're going off of the future, we have more in potential assets. Yep. To me, that can get us over the hump in terms of building a better. Longer term sustainable team than the Nets can. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, we have the most first round picks out of anyone right now. Yeah. So like, and we have a third, third, um, the third yeah. pick coming up right now this season. So come on, man! Like, we're in a much better. Position. And also, I think something is underrated. Um, we still have the potential to trade for AD. Like, I don't see any way the Nets could really go for it. Like, they're nowhere near in the running. Yeah, but the so thing is... I think that's something the else. The thing is, I feel like that's just... And we're going to get into plan B. I just feel like the AD thing is just a panic move, man. I don't want to I don't want to just do that. I'm, I'm, I, if you're talking about getting Kevin Durant in here, maybe. But just a standalone move? No, nah, I'm not with it. I'm not with it. You, 
So, I mean, as a standalone move, no. But if we do sign Kyrie, or even if we sign a Jimmy Butler, like this is something I know a lot of people don't agree with. I still think Jimmy Butler should be like discussed. But if we're going with at least one free agent, I think them plus AD, because I think AD is like a, like he's a real superstar. I think he could be the best player on championship team. I think if we get like at least two of those, like we can move forward with that. I wouldn't be like super mad if we got KD, didn't get KD. But like I don't think it's a panic move because our assets right now, it's like they're not AD. They, they're never going to be AD. Our future assets aren't. Yeah, I'm not high first round picks besides RJ Barrett. That's the only caveat. Because if RJ can be like a superstar, I can see why we would be hesitant to trade him. But I'm not as high as others, so yeah, I can see that. But I think AD, if there, if there's a player of that caliber available, you go for that. There's, there's no reason not to. Like Melo is not KD. Oh, yeah, not KD, but I get KD, it. But AD, it's, I no it's, I'm not comparing the players, Jay Ellis. But all I'm saying is that you're gonna go dump the team now to bring Anthony Davis in, and then say now we got to build a team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a same. It's well, why are we dumping thing. though? Are, are we? <laughs> I mean, we don't know. I don't want to like because I think they could be pieces. So like, we we don't know now, but we know what AD is. I'm just saying it's something that should be considered by free agents. We, I, I can totally we, understand why we, we want to stick with our young yeah. assets. And but yeah, it, it's a difference of opinion. Thing, so. Jay, I'm, I'm not mad at the way we go. I'm just going to trust the front office. I hear, I hear you, Nate. Go ahead, Jails. No, I mean and. and in reality, though, like, AD won't be the first domino. So I don't even think that has to even be a worry about, like, like oh, we're just going to straight for AD and nobody else. Knicks aren't doing that. AD would not be the first domino to fall to the Knicks if that scenario happened. Like, the first domino would be KD before anything else happened. KD or Kawhi. Those are the first two dominoes. After KD and Kawhi, if those two things don't happen, I don't think AD is coming because that means – the pressure will be on us to resign him, and I don't see him resigning here if he doesn't have any help. Seeing as you know, he'll just be carrying the load here like he was. Yeah. He's intelligent. So good point. I'm not really worried about the Knicks just signing AB straight out and then leaving it and then seeing what happens. I don't, I don't think that's just gonna happen. Yeah, good point. I I don't think they would they could get an AB trade off if you're just telling him to come here by himself. He might as well yeah. just stay in New Orleans with Zion, Drew Holiday, and them. You exactly. know, it wouldn't make any sense or just go to the Lakers. You know, that that, that means the Lakers easily win uh, the, the AD sweepstakes. Right. I feel like AD's only even interested in coming here because of the rumors. I feel like he might know some of the rumors because, you know, the NBA players, they all know each other and they all talk. So he might know what's up. Like, players might be interested in coming here and he sees what Fizz and Mills and them are doing. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, I agree, man. I'm not worried about it that much. I, I agree with that. Appreciate the call, Nate. Appreciate the call. Salute to everybody in Knicks Nation. Uh, JLS, they said that Zab Judah, I guess he boxed last night. I don't know why he's still boxing to begin with. Yeah. But they said something like he's in a coma with, with um, bleeding in his brain, man. Wow. That's, ah, wow. Crazy, man. Salute to Zab Judah, man. Uh, speedy recovery. Um, Guy's got guys to gotta hang it up, man. Do something else. Yeah, man. He's... God bless him, but man, he should have yeah. stopped a long time ago. Yeah, man. But I guess when it's in your blood, it's in your blood. I yeah, I I hear you, man. I hear you, <laughs> but yeah, just gotta put them, put the glove, hang the gloves up, buddy. Word. Yeah, hopefully he pulls through. Oh, hopefully he pulls through. Let's go to um, shout out to everybody in the chats once again. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Hit that subscribe. Make sure you guys stay in tune with us. We got Ian Begley. Coming in on Wednesday. Begs. 
<laughs> brand is getting brolic. We just had Mark Berman yeah, of the man. New York Post. What you guys think of the Berman uh, podcast? What you guys think of that Berman podcast, man? I like, I like that. I liked what I asked him about Bondi. He didn't duck it. He didn't duck. Yeah, that's one thing. I, I asked him specifically about Bondi, and he yeah. was like, "No." <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't duck any questions, and we asked him, you know, what's his what what's his opinion on on Nick's Twitter? You know, the beef between the fans and the media. You know, the fans come come at these guys, and he was straight up about it. He yeah, was straight up about it. I'm I'm gonna upload the interviews uh, soon as well too. Yeah, yeah, definitely upload it um, on, on your channels as well, man. I thought it was a pretty good interview. Yeah, definitely good interview. I, I thought it was a pretty good interview, man. Definitely shout out to uh, Mark Berman for that. Yeah, it was cool to be a part of something like that. That was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I found I I um, me and him had 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 a conversation a long time ago, like many many years ago, um, on the way home from a game. And I saw him again at the Mitch uh, autograph signing. And, yeah, I was like, yo, you know, can you come on the show? We want to talk offseason whatnot. And, yeah, he, he was he was more than willing. And that was the same day I ran into Ian Begley as well. So uh, you just never know. You never know who you're going to run into, man. So That's a fact. Y'all wish I could have got off work to go to that Mitch thing, dog. Yeah. Kick him out. But, yo, when it gets busy, I can't do nothing. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you got to go there, though. Yeah, it was it was good. It was a good look. Um, de- definitely a good look, man. So, uh, shout out to Mark Berman and Ian Begley. I guess you know they see the value of the channel and, and to come yeah. on and have an opportunity to talk with the fans. You know what more can we ask for, man? Stand stand up, guys. Well, I'm really excited about the game one. I'm really yeah. The Beg the Begley one's gonna be great, man. The Begley one's gonna be a good one, man. I think I think that'll be a good show. It'd be cool to see if you guys have some questions to ask during the show too. That'd yeah. Be Absolutely, man. So, so here was an interesting, um, interesting post I've seen on Instagram. This is from Nick's Wave, and it says, "What scenario is more likely?" I also put the scenarios in the in the fan poll at the top right. So it says, "What scenario is more likely?" Nick's signing just Katie, Katie in a max free agent, Katie and trade for eighty or strike out. <laughs> I don't, based on this week's news, strikeout was the most popular answer. But what do you think, uh, Jails? Where, where, where are you at right now? I don't know, dog. Like I I, know. I, I'll say I don't see KD coming by himself. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I just don't see. That's why when the KD news started like a while ago, I wasn't really on the bandwagon because I didn't feel like we had enough for two max reagents. So that one is out. Um I still feel like I'll say Katie and a Max. I still have hope. I still got hope, man. I still have hope for Katie and a Max. I still got hope. I'm going. I'm going B. I'm going Katie and Kyrie. I think it's all a smokescreen. I think there's going to come a time where we're going to have the press conference. Two of them in, in Nick's uniform. Yeah, that's all I'm saying, man. That's all. Yeah. I'm that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like it's I feel like it's B. Yeah. Um, I'm really curious. To see, like the the way the Knicks kind of seem like they championed keeping the young core together. I really don't know where their head is at when it comes to the AD situation. Yeah, because when the Knicks were talking about having Zion on the team, it seems like they weren't willing to trade Zion for AD at all. So, 
now that Zion is off the table and it's most likely RJ, I don't know if that's still their same stance. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm still foggy about C. Not saying it won't happen, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know what side of the fence they're on. It can go either way. Right. Yeah, and no, I, I I hear that, man. I hear that. I mean, I think you know Nate was saying, well, none of these guys on the team is AD, and we're gonna get to the phones back to the phones in a second. But as a Plan B, my dude. Yes, I would be disappointed if we don't get two max plays. Don't get me wrong. We went through this whole 82-game season, finished yeah. as the worst team. It was, it was a long year, my dude. It was a long year. It was a yeah. You know, <laughs> so naturally, you want some excitement back. You want to have something proud that you could stand on right away. We want that instant gratification. We live in an instant gratification world, right? So yeah. obviously, we want those two max free agents, even though – the windows of winning don't align with our young players. We just want to see something cool that we could yeah. be proud of. Yeah, exactly. No one likes to see, watch, losing. Yeah. Day well, in and day out. Right. But at the end of the day, it's a different situation where, yo, we have some pieces, man, of 18 and 19-year-old players that still need some grooming and development, right? I mean, I, I, I would still rock with a lineup of – DSJ, RJ, Knox. Yeah. You know, maybe sign a, a, a four. Make it, can you get a Julius Randle on a one-year deal? I don't know. And maybe a Mitch at the five. Like, if we go back to the night when KP was traded, and I sat up here and said, listen, man, it's not going to be the end of the world. Yeah. If we don't get two max free agents, it's I, I was ecstatic at the move because we can get two max free agents. But even if we don't, we're still set up for the future. We still have all these draft picks, and flexibility is everything. Yes. The fact that we have flexibility gives us a lot more options. We can sign some veteran players to, to you know win a few more games this season and make a little more watch. We can do that. We can trade for one year expiring contracts. And have the team attach more first-round picks, so that we can even hoard those. Yes, and and pick more guys, or start putting some picks together for a trade. So, like the, we can go uh, a lot of different ways. different ways. A lot of different Fair ways, out. man. And I listen. I'm op- I'm optimistic. Like you said, we have options. Yes, it's not the the instant right away, but we always know that you can't chase free agency. You can't chase a free agency. It's never worked. It never works out for us. Look at the two teams that are in the finals now. How long did it take for Golden State? Yes, Steph Curry, greatest shooter in the, in the history of the league. How long did it take for them to groom him, for him to get over his injuries? Yeah. And build that team into a contender. That was seven years, Jay Ellis. Yeah, it was a while. It was seven years. Look at the Raptors. They drafted the Rosen in what twenty ten ish, right? That was the same yeah. year we have Jordan Hill. Terrible name to mention. Not <laughs> right. So so now we in twenty nineteen. That's nine years of development, losing to LeBron and them, and then finally taking a risk, pulling the trigger with the help of the Knicks. Glenn Gronwall sucks. And getting Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. That's nine years, bro. 
and they were in the suck all nine years. You know what I'm saying? Because they were, you know, they were in the mix. There you go. There you go. That's nine years where they had to get the Rosen. They had to trade for Lowry. They drafted Van Vliet. They traded for Serge. They traded for Marcus Sol. They, I, I believe, they drafted um, Ananobi and, and Siakam. You know, they, yeah. were, they was rolling with Valanciunas for so long. That was nine years from the time they brought in DeRozan to now being on the verge of winning the championship. It takes time, bro. Definitely takes time right now, man. And really right now, we can just evaluate these guys, figure out who can be the great role player right now. You know what I'm saying? And then at a certain point when we have enough assets, we can then figure out which role players you want to keep Get an all-star here to take us over to hump or two, and, and then see what happens. Or maybe one will come for a draft. Who knows? It's, it's always it could be a mix. There's a lot of ways to skin a cat. Hey man, I'm listen. I'm all for it, man. I'm all for the young guys lineup. Let's see what these guys can do with a little bit of development, and uh, and see what happens. I'm I'm not trying to you know hedge my bets for taking an L, right? But you know. If the, if that's what the what the the chips uh, may be, then that's what it is. Hmm. Um. Let's see what Will's saying. Uh, Yo, interesting. You see, see about- Will's comment, right? Yeah, he says Warriors players don't understand why Kevin Durant missed Game Four. Uh oh. Uh oh. Warriors players. What's Warriors player? KD, and he says KD is not staying. That's interesting. Interesting. There are some of the odds on the Warriors that Durant could play in Game Five, and they're adamant about the process here. This trainer Rick Celebrini will make the call. Interesting. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Here we go again. As TM in the Ooh. chat says, "Here, it's here we go smoke. again." It's getting smoky. <laughs> it's getting smoky. It's CP. getting smoky in there. <laughs> yeah, man. Let, let's go to the phone. Let's go to Puerto Rico, Jay Ellis, man. I, I just came back from the islands. Let's, let's go back to islands. Antonio from Puerto Rico, he wants to talk about um, Kyrie to the Nets. Antonio, how you feeling, man? What's up, man? Great program, guys. Thank Great you, bro. Program. Thank you. I'm a little bit frustrated. I'm a little bit frustrated on the Kyrie. Now he's talking about the Nets. Now you cannot compare the Nets to the Knicks, Can't man. Compare. The mega against Brooklyn. No offense against people from Brooklyn. But, man, the mega is the mega. So the stars go in and see it. Players and then, uh, not only that, Brooklyn just lost two first round draft picks, man. You know, yeah, they don't have too much of a future. That that's what we're then, saying. Um, man. All we got to concentrate is, yeah, all we got to concentrate is on getting trying to get um, AD and um, KB. If we got those two people, man, we can try to stick with um, Dennis Smith Jr. People don't talk about him, he's just a little baby, man. He's still good, give him, give him time. He's he's got a, he's got a good offensive move. He's gonna, I say, him this year, he's pretty good, so. You just gotta get lucky, get those two stars. I hear that, man. Appreciate the call, Antonio, man. Don't take it personal. I'm in Brooklyn, and I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> holding, holding it down in Brooklyn, man. No, we Brooklyn's heavy in the, in the chat, man. Brooklyn is heavy in the chat. You know, <laughs> Brooklyn's heavy in the chat. Shout out to Antonio from Puerto Rico, man. We global out here, Jails. Come on, man. Yeah, we out here, man. Global, man. Global. Our... A- absolutely, man. The shells in the chat says he likes DSJ. Shout out to uh, Kenneth Lane. I, yeah, I like yo. It's, it's all about fit right now, man. Like, there's certain players who are good, but I'm not sure if they fit with the current team you have. They have to really see yeah who 
crab, who's left standing when everything's said and done. Um, I feel like DSJ is probably one of the best guards we had last season. But um, he's talented. D- DSJ yeah. was talented. He certainly talented. showed a lot of flashes. We know what his weaknesses are. Shooting. <laughs> and, right. Shooting efficiency. Yeah, 20% Def- three. Defense. Yeah. yeah, that too. But his defense was even that bad last year. I got to give him that. It was, it, his shooting was surprisingly worse than I thought it was. Yeah, shooting, his, shooting, <laughs> his shooting was pretty bad. His shooting was and really his bad. his defense was better than I yeah. thought it would be. And getting in shape. Henry in the chat. Getting into shape. Getting it. Yeah. And, and you know what you know what can help that? A veteran point guard who can be a good mentor for him. Veteran point guard. Maybe a Rondo. Maybe we could get a Rondo on a one-year deal. I thought Rondo should have been here like two years ago. I thought that Jack. too, man. I was pulling for Rondo to be here instead of uh, Jared Jack back here. Yeah, I, I did like that what Jack did when he was here, but um, Rondo should Rondo should have been here yeah. instead of Jared Jack. I was pulling for Rondo for sure. A- absolutely, man. That's definitely a viable option too, considering he he is two three with the Lakers. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's through. He saw what he said about LeBron and them, right? He completely aired the Lakers' dirty laundry out, like real. Quick. Oh nah, I missed that part. Oh, uh, to Rick Buecher, he was like playing for LeBron is like. You know, he's basically doing the analogy where, like, you know, these young players, they looked at LeBron as their idol, and then all of a sudden LeBron's ready to trade every single one of them from the team to get Damn. to get Anthony Davis. It's a cold world in this NBA life, man. I'm glad we're just fans to talk about it, man, because oh, hell yeah. that it is an unforgiving cold world, man. Oh, yeah, it is no joke, man. Especially if you live in it, you have family and, yeah. and a house, and all of a sudden you try to get traded. Yeah. Like, before, like from your idol, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, that's ter- terrible. Idol? Nice. Terrible. Shout out to uh, Eon Don. He says DMV in the building. Shout out to the DMV, everybody down there. Freddie Gonzalez uh, checking in from Orlando. Shout out to Freddie. Uh, we had some super chats as well. JL, shout out to Robert Paris right. for the super chat. He said rumors running rampant and no one speaks the truth. Word Fair points. Word. Uh, definitely like and subscribe to the channel, man. Absolutely. Like subscribe to your channel. I'm. I have two shows, Post Game Live and the other show. My other shows are the KOT show. So definitely check those out and subscribe to the channel. Yes, sir. Uh, definitely be, be here Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> definitely be here Wednesday for the Ian Begley show. Um, BSHT says, yo, shout out to BSHT. The Shooter says, um, what if KD doesn't want AD, might only want Kyrie? Well, then they're going to have to figure it out. Decisions, decisions. But uh, they look much better in orange and blue than uh, black and white. Yeah, you know, Katie comes here and wants somebody. We gotta get him. That's yeah. that's the bottom line. Yeah, uh, hmm. BS, BSHT says, "What's the trade scenario for AD?" I mean, pretty much everybody. You're talking Knox. You're talking RJ Barrett, the third pick. You're talking a future first, Dennis Smith Jr., and maybe even Mitch. Maybe even maybe. Mitch. More than likely, Mitch. You know, we talked to Berman. Um, and and you know, Berman said, you know, if you're gonna give up your your franchise big man in in AD, uh, you're gonna have to bring home the hometown kid, Mitchell Robinson. Yeah. You don't make sense. It makes sense logically. I would try to. I would try my best. I'm like, you sure you don't want an extra pick? Yeah. <laughs> I would try. To, mm-hmm. Here's two extra picks. If you mention. How about that? Can you do that? Exactly. I would do that. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to put Mitch in the deal. That that's just goes without saying. You're gonna have to put Mitch in the deal. But no, I got extra picks, CP. Ah, it's not gonna work. Yeah, I want to get like a a writer, like a Pelicans writer, yo. That's what I want. Yeah, um, working on that too. Working on that from Pelicans rights. I want to see kind of how the off season goes. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see if we can get 
get somebody from SB Nation. Okay, so, we thinking alike. This, yeah. this is why we do what we do. This is why we do what we do, <laughs> man. This is why we do what we do. Let's go back to the phone. Sonny, you've been waiting for a minute. Uh, he wants to ask about the starting lineup for next season. It's kind of early to tell, Sonny, but what are you, what are you thinking? What's going on, JLSCP? How, How you doing, doing? Good, good. Right. Yes, sir. Um, I, I'm asking about uh, a starting lineup of Beverly, R.J. Barrett, K.D., Julius Randle, and Mitch Robinson. And is that possible? Certainly, certainly possible. I, you know, I don't think I would try to get Beverly and Randall on a one year deal, but you got to see what the markets are for those guys. You know, you know what I'm saying, JLs? Beverly yeah, could be I, Beverly could be in demand for a, a contender. I must always say you need more shooters than that, man. I that, that's KD's gonna get quadruple teamed, bro. Yeah. Oh, wait, did, did he mention KD? I don't think he mentioned KD. Did you mention KD, Sonny, or you just said Randall and and Beverly yeah, yeah. as the acquisitions? He's he's. Yeah, and with R.J. Barrett, K.D., and Mitch Robinson at the center. Okay, yeah, no, you definitely need some more shooting off the bench, at least. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was just hoping that we can keep our young guys, too, while also acquiring that. Mm. Awesome. I see what you're saying. Well, I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't, be, wouldn't be terrible. Wouldn't, wouldn't be terrible. But you need I don't like the lineup. Line I like the pieces. In, like, I'm all about, I'm, I like the pieces individually, but Randall is one-handed and can't shoot. Mm. <laughs> Mitch... I'm hoping Mitch can develop uh, a shot. You're right, you're right. Uh, RJ can't shoot yet either. Beverly is good. And KD, you know, KD's KD. I, I, I would like I would like Beverly as a mentor. I think if you're keeping DSJ, he needs a mentor, man. I would love Beverly, though. I would love Beverly. I, yeah, I that's love what I feel. Beverly. Yeah. I would say that. A- absolutely, man. Absolutely. And appreciate the call, Sonny, man. Thanks for tuning in, bro. Thank you. No problem. Anytime. I'll check in again. Thanks, man. Mm-hmm. Shout out also to our Facebook viewers, Periscope, right. Twitch, wherever you guys are watching from. This is the home of the diehard Knicks fan, man. This is the off-season central post-game live edition. CP from Knicks Fan TV, my man Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time show. Yep. Uh, I don't think Mocha's going to be joining us today, uh-huh. but we got more than enough ammunition, more than enough uh, people here to contribute to the conversation. Maybe we'll catch up with Mocha another day. Ian yeah. Begley will be here Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you hit that subscribe and the notification bell. We'll also do the um, the draft special show with Swinney from Posting and Toasting on the 19th, mm-hmm. night before the draft. That's when we'll, we'll, talk, we'll go all in with the draft. Talk about, obviously, RJ, you know, potential trading down, some sleepers in the second round. And uh, we'll, we'll do that with uh, Schwinney from uh, from Posting and Toasting, man. All right. Shout out to Schwinney. He lit my, lit my show on fire. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's my guy, man. That's, that's my guy. I love me some Schwinney, man. Schwinney's a funny guy, man. But he, hey, he's a passionate Knicks fan. Very knowledgeable as well, man. Yeah, I love that. I love uh, I love anybody who's passionate and curses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that boy, yeah. He, he, he could definitely uh, light up a room. That's for sure. All right, I'm pulling up a list of um, free agents here. Let's take a look. Let's go. Let's go through this list here. I'm on uh, hoopshype.com, JL. So let's, okay. Let's pull this. Oh list yeah, up here. I heard it's a crazy like 49 percent of the league is going to be free agents next season, dog. Next season? The season coming up. I mean. Oh wow. I think it's like 49 percent now. Like, you know, it's only like. Four worth really trying to 
Yeah. Well, I I go by the five Ks. The five exactly. Ks, man. Uh, you're talking Kawhi, KD, Kyrie, Kemba, Clay Thompson. I you know Clay Clay is always like the afterthought because I don't think anyone thinks there's a chance in hell that Golden State lets him walk out the door. Yeah, I can't see it. Uh, he's not going nowhere though. Kemba's Kemba's a little bit surprising to me because it's like I don't know if it's like is is Kemba just saying all the right things to Why this point? you know be a good guy here and giving Charlotte every opportunity to like jerk him on the deal so he could walk out. Or is he really like I really love, I really want to be with Charlotte like Kemba man? What are you you know? I don't know. Smash Square Garden, dog. Come on, man. You know, you, <laughs> bro. We didn't hear a peep about Kemba any interest in the Knicks. All we've been hearing is like Kemba staying, and he doesn't want to be a Nick at all. That's, I guess so, man. Like he seems like he he already took a cut to stay there. Yeah. So that kind of shows a little bit of his character already. So there could be something to that. I mean, I would love for that to be the truth. And he's just kind of waiting for Jordan to bury him yeah. himself. That's but what I'm, I'm saying. Like, the are, day, are they just Jordan giving them every chance? Himself. You know what I'm saying? Say that again? At the end of the day, Jordan still might bury himself and not offering the money. Right. Well, you know, like we said with Berman, maybe they maybe they meet at a, a number in the middle. Hmm. Maybe they meet at a number in the middle, you know. But it's still like, why would you want to stay there for your long-term game? Even if he doesn't come here, go somewhere else, Kemba, man. Yeah, Kemba, man. Kemba needs to be in the playoffs, you know, contending for something. Yo, he's – yeah, man. Like, I, I said this on his – he's just underrated, man. He's yeah. he's a little underrated and underappreciated because of the marking he's in and the fact that, you know, he's a small guard that had to carry a team. Right. And he successfully got his team to the playoffs as a small guard. Right. Unlike Kyrie Irving. Right. Hey. So I'm like, I, I do feel like he's underrated. And he, like you said, he needs to go somewhere where he has a shot. Yeah, he deserves it. He definitely does. He, he deserves it, man. Don't I don't want him to go to Dallas, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't want him to go to Dallas. I see Pre- to to Dallas. Prezi the boss in the chat says, Dallas, I mean, it'd be nice to see, but uh, we don't want those guys having any kind of success. No, I don't want, I don't want Dallas to have anything yeah. nice. All right, so <laughs> let's let's take a look at some free agent point guards, J. Ellis. Now, if, if we're talking about a plan B scenario. All right, no, my, yeah. Well, how about D'Angelo? I have no interest in him, but I don't know. What do you think? I, I just... I just, uh, he had a great year, all-star year, all credit to him on, on really, you know, reclaiming his career and, and, and finding his his spot. Can you trust that over the course of a no, four-year contract and a max bag? I don't trust Listen, it. Listen, man, I'm sorry. Frank shut him down too many times for me to take him to. Every time Frank played D'Angelo Russell, he had like one point, two points, and yeah. shot like 20% from the field. Yeah. It makes me feel like, I don't know. He's, he's, I don't know about D'Lo, I'll, man. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't know. want that to be our consolation prize. It's like well, we didn't so get Kyrie, but we got D'Lo. I don't know. What do you guys think in the chat, man? D'Angelo Russell, potential free agent target. I don't. I don't like that one. Um, Malcolm Brogdon, JL's restricted. You would think. You would think Milwaukee will. Uh, yeah, keep I don't him. think you have a shot. Yeah, nice two way play though, man. Forty two percent from three. 
Had a nice playoff, had a nice run with them. Milwaukee should keep him and build with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's legit. I don't really see him going anywhere. Yeah. And with the way Giannis is, I feel like, if anything, Giannis might be his agent in this scenario. He's not not going nowhere. Yeah. Uh, I'm seeing resounding no's for D'Lo in the chat. I see uh, D'Lo is a snitch. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag never forget. Hashtag never forget. (laughs) Shout out to Chris in the chat. For for reminding us, J. Ellis. <laughs> and stop snitching in mellow voice. It's a fact. <laughs> yeah. Uh Alwyn says he would take him if he's sticking with the youth movement. I I mean I'd rather I'd rather try DSJ and, and see if we could turn him into something. If yeah. we could make him a D low. Um Goran Trogics, not interested. What about um, Jay I'm not, I, uh, He was on the he's on the Sweeney list for trade candidates to see if we can get maybe, you know, maybe we can get like a if you want a, a veteran who can you know yeah. manage somebody here. Well you well he's got a player option. You would think he would probably take it. I mean I yeah. would I I'm not looking at what the option is for, but he made eighteen million last season. I can only imagine the option being around that or a little bit better. So I can't see him leaving Miami to to take less. You know, somewhere else, 32 years old. He's had a decent career. You know, Josh's had a decent career. I think Steve Nash kind of made him. That seven seconds or less kind of made him a little bit. You know? Yeah, and he, he just fell off. He was actually pretty good at one point. I actually yeah, yeah. He, he had, his, he had his, uh, his day. He had a couple-year stretch. Alex in the chat said he'd take him on the cheap. Okay. How about Rubio? What do you guys think about Rubio? Kind of fell out of favor with the Jazz. I would take him on a one-year deal off the bench. He's another guy who he's like a nice little stopgate point yeah. guard who can really mentor guys like DS. I feel like he guys like DSJ and yes, show him how like to run an offense. Yes, I, I would. I would definitely take Rubio as a backup. Yeah, one year deal. You know, remember we're, we're talking about in terms of in terms of development of this team. And we're not talking about wins, and we're not talking about trying to impress. Right, we're talking about a plan B scenario. We may not get what we want, or even as as role players for if we do get what we want. You know? Exactly. Like he's not gonna be some all star, but you know, we get a few solid bets. Yeah. We're not gonna have seventeen wins, you know what I mean? Right. We had seventeen wins because we we played all kids last season. Yeah. All kids need is canceled. Like <laughs> Right. Uh, I would I would look at real good. I definitely look at Rubio as well. I, I would give Rubio a look for sure. Um, Derrick Rose, not interested. Nah. Scary Terry, not interested for his price. Scary Terry. What about you, JLs? What do you think about Scary uh, I'm not. I'd be scared. Uh, I'd be scared to paint. It's pain. funny. It depends. Yeah, it's not. I actually like his game, man. I like his potential. Like, if we're going the potential route, yes. Um, money though. I don't know if I want to invest the no. money that he might want. Not to get him out of Boston. Not to get him out of Boston. I'm not doing that. Like he, the thing about him was he was kind of around triple double range when he was before Kyrie got there and when the ball was in his hand. Mm. So there's something. There might be something there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I. So depending on the money, is what I would say. Okay. But I, I feel like I think he has potential. But um, you know, like he said, if we're going for potential, then we. It still might be a problem because we have to end up choosing between him and DSJ anyway. Okay. Interesting. How about uh, Alfred Payton? Um, 
10.7 assists last year, making made $3 million last year. Could, could could fall out of favor with New Orleans, depending on, you know, if they get any point guards back, whether through the draft or through trade. Think about Elephant that's, Payton, man. Yeah, I, that's another that's another guy that um that I actually liked. Like he's not a full finished product yet. He's a Scott Perry guy, so I you ex- I think he would be on Scott Perry's radar because if you don't if you remember, I always say this: Moody was not our first choice. Moody was the number two choice. Um, what happened was we tried to trade for Elephant Payton. They tried to fleece us by getting multiple picks and and Frank Elkina. Perry said no. He ended up being with the Pelicans, mm. and um, he had a few decent games where he got like a few triple doubles over there. But um, I actually like his potential as well. But then it's still weird because you still have to kind of choose between developing Alpha Payton and DSJ, and you, you get into the same scenario as last season where you're trying to figure out who you want to develop first. Yeah, so that's still true. the same. Still the same problem as, as getting Roche here. You will have the same problems getting Payton. But like, I want to actually pick a guard. And go. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. A guard that would know his role right off the grip. You yeah. Know, and, and run with it. I hate you. Good point. Good good point. You would run into the same carousel that we've been dealing with for the past few years. Yeah. Which only makes things worse, in my opinion. If, if Yeah. You know. it's, I almost want, like, a vet. Yeah. A vet and a youngin in every position, in my yeah. perfect world. I, I agree. <laughs> right. Here's two guys, and you mentioned the vets. Here's two guys. Uh, we talked about Beverly already. I, w- I would definitely be on board. How about Darren Collison? I like Darren. I feel Collison. like we're always interested in Darren Collison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he ever <laughs> Does he ever have a long term deal with any team? No. Oh my no, god. Darren Collison, man. Always steady, man. Eleven point yeah. six dimes this year for the Pacers. Made ten million this year. Good for him. And I think he was a pretty good three-point shooter, if I remember correctly. I think I did a show about him a while ago. I think he was a pretty good three-point shooter as well. And that fits all the needs that we really want for yeah. a point guard, man. Somebody who's steady, can set people up, play decent defense, and shoot the three. I agree. I, <laughs> I agree, man. I would. I, I think Collison would be a, a decent pickup. Um, regarding Regardless of, of the direction we go in, I think we could use a Collison. Uh, Rondo we talked about. I, I would take mm-hmm. Rondo here. Isaiah Thomas, hell no. Unfortunately, he's done, man. Unfortunately, Isaiah Thomas is wild. That's crazy. It's over, bro. It's crazy. Crazy how fast that can happen, right? That was that's I don't even that I don't even want to believe that. It's terrible, man. Terrible. <laughs> terrible, terrible, man. How about uh Ish Smith? He's a he's a Nick killer. Remember Ish Smith? He, he kills us every every oh, he, every chance every he gets. Every year he runs around. He I, he just runs in a circle for three hours. Yeah, <laughs> and he's so fast. No one can keep up with him. Uh, absolutely, uh, man. He's he's a decent. He's like, in my death chart of point guard, he's like number four. Yeah. If I, if I miss out on Beverly and Collison, <laughs> or maybe three. Maybe no, Dallas. It'll be like he's after like Rondo to me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that does, doesn't really move the needle for me. Um, T.J. McConnell, at, at, yeah, you know, he's decent, decent, decent. Not really the vet that I'm looking for. I think he's on a more established team. I take him as kind of like that pesky yeah. third guard. You know, I feel like he, I feel like Kadeem Allen could do what he could do though. He always kills us. Yeah, that's for damn sure. Yeah, McConnell. Kills us. <laughs> McConnell kills us. Um, Linsanity reunion, no thanks. No. 
Corey <laughs> Joseph. I like Corey. I, I like Corey. Cool. He's cool. Corey's cool. He's done. He's done it. He he did his thing in Toronto. He's he's a solid player. I like Sally. Corey. Sally. Uh, Brian Bazin says bring back Lynn Henry. Henry's with it. Uh, uh, Henry's with it. Teague. Huh. Yeah, I'm not really interested in Teague. I don't know. He's making too. He's, he made way too much money last year. Yeah. Yeah. And look who's last yeah. on the list. Yeah. I might put him over Ish. Maybe. I would. I would put Teague over Ish. I would put Teague over Ish I'll for put sure. Teague over Ish. Teague, I mean, Teague, Teague, Teague's got to be coming for the right price, you know? And then one-year deal. One-year deal, man. And Moutier, the last of the top 20. <laughs> oh, man. man. We could always bring man, back Moutier. Man, man. Man, man, man. Hell no. Nah. Hell no, man. Nah. Yeah. But, but, you know, this is that that was just plan B from a from a point guard standpoint. We, we, should, we should definitely do some more of these um, as free agency comes closer. JLs, we should definitely do some more of these. Okay. But, um, that was from Hoops Hype. I know Chris in the chat was asking. I put the link to it. That was from Hoops Hype. They give you their top 20 from each position. So, you know, in that regard, we were just looking at plan B, caretaker point guards that could, you know, kind of help move this team forward. You know, yeah. not, nothing more, nothing less. Nothing more, nothing less. Stop the bleeding. Yes. Yeah. Level establish a culture, yes, sir. Train some of these young guys on how to act in the NBA, absolutely. Um, before we get to the draft talk, let's go back to the phones. Moses from New York wants to talk about um Kyrie and Katie and the Knicks situation. Moses, how you feeling, bro? I'm doing fine, thank you. How y'all doing? Good, man. All right, hello, you're all right, yeah. So, like I was saying, man, like yo, listen, like before I talk about KD, Kyrie, like let me talk about. Anthony Davis. I'm not trading none of our players to Anthony Davis because let me tell you why. Not to say I don't want him, but if you really think about it, if you trade for Anthony Davis, it's like you're doing the whole mellow scenario all over again where you have to give up a bag load of team, a bag load of players to get Anthony Davis and you have to start all over again. Start so what happened with Mellow, right? Yes. So now you don't want that to happen. Now, number two, let me talk about KD and Kyrie. I don't see. I don't see why Kyrie would want to go to Brooklyn unless it's some private reason. But truthfully speaking, I would prefer to have KD and Kyrie here, and then you put Dennis Smith Jr. We sign Dennis Smith Jr. and all the all those guys be cheap, understand? And let those guys develop under KD and Kyrie. And number three, I feel that. Mm, well, I'm not hearing too much about Kimball Walker, but what I could tell you is that I know for a fact I would I would people would tell me they would rather take Kimball Walker over Kyrie because number one he's less injury prone, number two I think he's a little more cheaper than Kyrie. Mm-hmm. You understand? And number three, I think with, with Kimball Walker, he, he would play well. He'd be I think he'll he'll help the team more, the Knicks more, if he comes here with Kevin Durant. And then you, and last but not least, if you add two twenty-point scorers to come off the bench, I'm talking about young players, not old players that they've been normally getting, and they've been normally getting when we always end up getting them when they wash, you know, like metal, like what happened with Metal World Peace, Jason Kidd got them when it was washed. Glenn you Rice, you got to get these get players in their prime. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, yeah. No, I was, Hello? I was saying like Glenn Rice and whatnot, but yeah, I get you, I get you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
so um, I so um that's 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 just my opinion mm-hmm. to this team, and then from there I would trust everybody else. I mean Dennis Smith Jr. Man, I would say keep him, give him some time. Like look, even LeBron said we should have we should have drafted him. You understand? I like I love to talk about Dennis Smith Jr. because I have a lot of things to say about him. Because when you really think about it, you got to give the kid time, man. They to tell you the truth. He came from a tough scenario, tough situation in Dallas. You understand? And then I knew for a fact that he would fit perfectly in New York. It's just that we didn't draft him, even though we had a chance because Phil Jackson. You understand? I don't even want to mention his name, <laughs> but the fact that we got him, <laughs> the fact that we got him. If you if you bring a star player like a Kyrie or a Kimbo, even though I prefer Kimbo, you put Dennis Smith Jr. at the two. I think Dennis Smith Jr. will be more effective. Will be will learn faster and will grow faster while having Kyrie or Kimba um, at the one. Now, I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I think I agree with what I'm saying. So thanks for taking my call. Appreciate you, Moses. Right. Appreciate the support, man. Um, I will say this mm-hmm. about the mentor thing. Mm-hmm. In particular. Not sure what type of mentor Kyrie is. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't <laughs> not, see banking, it. not banking on Kyrie being a mentor. Yeah. Kemba, maybe. I can see that. I can see Kemba being a mentor. But yeah, he's pretty much, you know, spot on about some people didn't want Kyrie here, but they want Kemba because he's more, he seems like he'd just be more, he would fit. It's less worry about their being done. I, I think so. I think so. I mean, injury risk, check the box. Right. Leadership, check the box. Right. Pressure, check the box. You know, both of them are clutch. Yep. I checked the box there. I think I maybe gives Kyrie a slight, slight edge. But Kemba, yo, Kemba had a fantastic. He had a career year this year, man. Yeah. Can't. I mean, you, you can't. I, I can't discredit him. I can't discredit him. You know. Let's go to uh, appreciate the call, Moses. Let's go to Utah, Jay Ellis. Let's okay. talk to um, Orlando from Utah. Wants to talk about Kyrie and Kemba. Orlando, what's going on out in Utah, man? Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? I'm just out here trying to make a dollar, you know. There it is. Right. Of course, of course, man. Be safe on the road, right. bro. So, um, I just want to, first time caller, I just want to say, like, the last caller, man, fascinated what he said because I think he hit the nail when he talked about Kemba Walker. I think Kemba Walker's upside is ridiculous. I think, on a personal note, Kyrie's kind of toxic. I don't think he's ready for New York. I'm, I personally don't feel like it. I think uh, David Fisdale can work with Kemba more than with Kyrie. And I think the other people will rally around that. You know what I'm saying? If um, if Kyrie doesn't get what he wants, he throws a tantrum. And New York will crucify him. All media will crucify him. And I don't think he can handle that on a, on a personal. And I think it would treat KD to come to New York because KD is not going to buy himself to New York. Everybody got to understand. KD, he, he just wants, he wants the ring. He wants more rings. He wants to cement his legacy. He got to do it in New York, man. New York will open the doors for him, and you know what I'm saying? And he'll be more of a vocal leader playing for the Knicks. When Kyrie, and I think they'll clash heads when things don't go right. I think with Kemba, I think he's more of a, a player to, to, to facilitate KD to get over that hump. I don't know if you guys agree with me, but I think the analyst that um, the previous caller did, it was just right there. I agree with yeah. you. I don't know why you guys did Okay, appreciate the call, Orlando. I mean, listen, as far as, you know, upside with Kemba, I think you're seeing it right now. 
you know, and guys yeah. in the chat, you know, he's he's hit his ceiling, and I, he's a good damn player. Yeah, you know, he's, this is yo Kemba's a good player, man. I think a lot of times it gets overshadowed because his team stinks. Yeah, you know, I I think they're still waiting for Michael Kidd Gilchrist to to be the next Scotty Pippen. JLs, nope. they're still waiting on on on, on MGK to uh to, to turn things around. The team stinks. They picked yeah, Cody man. Zeller with the fourth pick in the draft. Thanks. <laughs> terrible, man. Terrible. But don't do it, Kemba. Terrible don't do it. pickup. Don't do it, Kemba. You don't do, do it, Kemba, man. <laughs> Flee and get Come out home. of there. Get, Come on. Get out of there, man. Come home, Kemba. Know, I I I think I like Kemba, man. I would take it. I've said it, you know. I've said it from the beginning. You said it. You said it early. I, Definitely said it. I, I can't. I can't believe he's hitching his wagon to it. But hey, listen. I hope he gets as much money as he can get. He deserves it for his loyalty, for his dedication to the team, for his durability, and uh, you know. Yeah, but he, he's just pretty much guaranteeing that he's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Like he, they didn't go anywhere, and he was making less money. So you're going to tie up your cap even more, right? And then not make the playoffs for the next five years? Right. That's crazy to me. Hey, to each his own, man. <laughs> to each his own, you know? Shout out to everybody in the chat once again on this Sunday tilt. This is Off-Season Central. CP from Knicks Fan TV. My man JL's from the Nick of Time Show. Yep. The rumors, the rumors was too much for Mo Hamilton to handle today, JLs. I think that that's just what it was, man. It was just too uh, too much. Yeah, it was too intense, bro. But we'll, you know, we'll, if you don't want you to get in trouble, we'll keep yeah, we'll we'll reschedule with Mo and, and get him on here. But if you guys are just joining us, Ian Begley, the yeah. Kevin Durant of Knicks Media. If this was like if 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 there was an equivalency of of getting Kevin Durant from the media landscape, we got him. Maxwell the Kawhi of <laughs> or, the, or the Kawhi of Knicks Media. We got him. <laughs> Ian Begley is on the way Wednesday night to, to, to calm our fears and address yeah. our questions. Please. Let I'm us know. Forward, Ian. Looking forward to that. Look looking Definitely. forward to that, man. You know, looking Definitely. forward to that one. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, man. Um couple more calls on free agency, then we'll go to the draft. Dion from Bridgeport's up next. Dion, how you feeling, bro? Hey man, what's going on, CP? What's How you going feeling? On? Jay Ellis, man. Um, long time listener, man. I don't get to catch y'all live, man. But I love what y'all doing, man. I see the growth too, man. Appreciate it's crazy. It. Thank you, crazy. Bro. Thanks a lot, bro. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Now I was calling because you know I want KD. I really want KD bad, man. I hope it work out for us. And I feel if we get KD, then we pull the trigger on the AD trade. But I wanted to talk about another scenario if we don't get KD. I wanted to talk about, like, us bringing in, like, um, you know, for the right price, of course, for, like, a Tobias Harris and re-signing um, DeAndre Jordan as mentors. Like, you know what I mean? For the young guys. Yeah. Like, because, you know, we have RJ and we'll have Knox, which are, you know what I mean, Swiss Army swings. So he would be a great mentor for those because, you know, he a pro's pro. And then, you know, keep letting DeAndre Jordan work with – um with uh Mitch and get him right. And as far as like uh DSJ, I like DSJ, I like Trier. I love Frank, but I don't think he's gonna work out. There's too many dogs in that guard locker room. So I'm um I would say like bring in like a, a, a assistant coach full time. Not like a 
a consultant, but like you know, like a seeing Cassell situation. Yeah. For the guard development. And I really think like if we don't do that, that's the way we should go. Like just bring in, you know what I mean? Like a Tobias Harris, DeAndre for the right price, both of them. You know, sell them on. You know, being a part of a team that could, you know, maybe we get the eight seed, seven seed. We really build the culture and we move like that. What's your thoughts on uh, on Tobias, Jales? Thanks for the call, Dion. What's your call? What's your um, thoughts? On yeah, Tobias, no I, I like Tobias, but I don't like him for no max, man. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, even if he do get get KD, like, I don't, I still don't. Yeah, like, I'm not. I'm not. Where would he play? You would play him at the four. I guess. What KD at the three? Tobias at the four, but I would nah. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Any, the the lowest I go with Jimmy Butler because I like actually like Jimmy, Jimmy Butler's game. It's more yeah. of his age that worries me than anything. Mm-hmm. But I would go with Jimmy Butler. Um, and as far as guard development staff, I don't think we need we have a development staff that's pretty all right. And they've done. I mean, eh, they could they could have done better with Howard Isaac. I'm kind of glad he's gone. I didn't like the he brought bad energy to this team. I didn't like that. Oh. <laughs> the assistant coaches is overrated. But Howard Isley was here during some bad years. We don't need that kind of karma, man. Start fresh. Yeah, Start let fresh, it go, TP. Let it go. Bring, bring Rod Strickland in here or something. If you know he's busy I right now, Rod, bring, bring Rod, Rod Strickland in here or something. Howard Isley, I was I was always looking out at the corner of my eye in that one. I feel you. I'm just saying, as bad as uh, I mean, Moutier was able to finish well and. and you know, finish his layups for the first time ever in his career yeah. and got the hitch out of his shot. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that was because the development staff really worked on his game and got those things working. Mm-hmm. Now, he has more to work on, but I think the development staff of the guards are, are fine here. Mm. Yeah, good, good points. Good points on Moody. Um, shout out Fraser Coleman in the chat. When we were talking about Begley being the, the Katie of Kawhi, uh, he, he said uh, Mark Berman is, is the Curry. The Eddie Curry. <laughs> yeah, come <laughs> on. Oh, man. Shout out Fraser, man. Gotta have a good laugh, man. I was say Curry Chicken. Gotta, gotta have a good laugh. <laughs> gotta, gotta have a good laugh, man. Um, let's go to... Let's, let's kick it into the draft. A couple little bit of draft news this week. Um, RJ comes in tomorrow for his workout. All right. Workout with the Knicks. Young RJ. I like this kid. I like this kid's demeanor, JL. So I like his. Yeah, swag, I like his man. demeanor. I like his demeanor. I too. like his swag, Maple Mamba, man. Bring him here, you know. I like. Him. He, I like what he's. I, like, I just like it, it, what he's mentally. He just feels like he can. He can do well here. Talk is cheap. Yeah, well, I talk, just have a good feeling with him. He's what what Clyde was saying. What unflappable? <laughs> yeah, on on. That's why. That's how he comes across. You know. That's how he comes across, man. Do it more in crunch time. And, and, yeah. The game, but yeah, we'll see. I, like, I mean, <laughs> we'll see. And you know, they asked him, you know, Stephen A. and 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 those guys, Rachel Nichols, how he can handle the pressure in New York. He said, "Listen, I'm built for it." And the, oh, the line that I love from him, he said, "Pressure is when you don't know what you're gonna eat." I, he I've said, heard that line so many times this month. I like, <laughs> I, I, I like that. I like that from the kid. 18 years. I, you know, I like that wisdom from the kid. Man, he comes from a good home. Parents from New York. Grandparents from Jamaica, they know about that hard work, man. That's cool, but he got that from Damien. <laughs> <laughs> Damien just said that, man. Copyright, so don't copy me, dog. Like, he just said that like a month ago. Whatever, when it was man. Like, yo, how was it hitting that pressure shot from 
you know, pressure is when you don't know when your next deal is. RJ's agent that. wrote that down, like, say this. Yeah, definitely did. <laughs> say I mean, this I, I, when Stephen A. grills you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still like RJ's demeanor in, in, in the interview in general. Though. Yeah. I'm yeah, just, yeah, I'm, yeah. Me too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> me too. I, I, I like what he's, what he's, uh, what he's saying so far. Uh, Jared Culver came in for a um, workout this week. Mm, yeah, young young Culver came in for a workout this week, and um, he's you know they interviewed him. He, he says he's uh, he's the best two way player in the draft. He says he's an elite defender, JL. So um, I think you know I think for the most part, just kind of checking the pulse of the fan base. I think you know more people are higher on RJ Barrett, but there's some who um, like Culver, man. Yeah, what's your like- thoughts? Um, I like Culver as well. Over RJ, no. Although for a time, I was definitely considering a Culver over RJ uh, situation just because, I don't know, Culver went on his tear when he was just rolling and he couldn't be stopped and he was super efficient mm-hmm. and he was running his team, and I just like what he brought to the table. I mean, there's something to be said about your team going to the finals led by a guy who went under the radar, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. you, can't, you can't take that away from him. He does take have it away from him. He does have concerns like the shooting and, you know, the explosiveness on the first steps and creating room on, on shots and things like that. But, I mean, he has some some nice things going for his game too as well. I definitely love the defense the defensive side of the ball for him. Yeah. I love his IQ, and I love that he he's just going to put the effort. Yes, he he see, he seems like a, a a tough kid, man. I like I like his mindset as well. Definitely a two way play. I mean, listen, Texas Tech. He was a large part of the reason why they got to that championship game. Now Hunter ate his lunch when he got there. Yeah. But that's one game. You know, I don't I don't like I don't you know put that against him like how most people put it yeah. against him in terms you know, of he drafting had a few- him. He had a few games leading up to the championship. I mean, they were one. Mm-hmm. To their credit, they won. They still won. Yeah. But he had a few games leading up to that championship game where I was expecting a little more, and I did. Yeah. Yeah, he did taper off a little bit um, yeah. in the last few games, Final Four and, and the like. He did taper off a little bit, you know. 32% from three, obviously, you want to see that uh, that get better. Um, yeah. Spencer's strengths. This is Spencer front office. I his strengths. He noted all around game on offense, two way high IQ player, strong legs, long ability to switch is a strength. His weaknesses. Spencer pointed out a shooting, shooting form, top end athleticism. Yeah, you know that was Spencer's breakdown. Shout out Spencer front office. I as well. That was Spencer's breakdown of of uh, Culver. Yeah, that's that was my biggest concern with him is the, with the top end athleticism. Mm-hmm. The things that are working in college, when you go to the NBA and the guys are kind of like stronger and faster, mm-hmm. like I'm not sure if he's going to be able to create enough space to and score over these NBA guys like he was in college. That's my biggest concern. With yeah, him. yeah. But, um, he 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 has a chance to be a pretty good secondary scorer in the league. Yeah. I mean, from what I've seen, he's. I think he certainly has the tools. I think also there's something to be said about our inability to defend on the perimeter, man. And you look yeah. at you look at teams. You gotta have 
some strength, whether it's your point guard or your two guard, one of them guys got to keep somebody in front of him. You know, that was that's one of the impressive parts of this game. Like I remember watching he he closed down a, a shooter and blocked blocked his three point shots, which we all know is you know it's not the easiest thing to do to block three point shooters, but yeah, he, when he locks in, he can. You know, he can make it difficult for some people. Yeah, I, you know that that's one thing. I mean, listen, I'm of course, I'm I'm RJ all in right now, but um, you know, you, I think you could certainly make a case for for Jared Culver. I mean, look at look at what Toronto is doing on on the perimeter. Van Fleet, they even had to start Van Fleet in in game five, game four. They made that adjustment. They started Van Fleet in the second yeah. half on Steph to harass Steph. Danny Green uh, does a good job. No, not lockdown. Of course, you're not going to lock down Steph Curry ever. But nah. these guys are, are good, capable defenders. You had Brogdon in the in the in the Milwaukee series. Yeah, you know? he's like he's one of those guys where if you, he's one of those guys like he can definitely do that. If you're not looking for him to be the number one scorer, he can be useful for your team. Yeah. Then you can just kind of play off the other guys, and and be kind on to play defense. Right. Uh, agreed. agreed. But it's just like getting it at three is like I, it's so weird because you want. You want a guy kind of you hope can create his own offense. Yeah. That high at three. So to take him at three is like man, I see I see why. I see the potential, mm-hmm. but it's that's, you still that's want that the star power. That yeah, you still want that star power. I think that's why RJ's yeah. RJ's the lead guy. I mean the thing I like about RJ, uh I like a lot of things about him. Um leadership, you know, goes on set but listen the, the guy's ready for the pro game i mean playing for team canada playing on the aau level playing at duke i mean this guy has played at the highest levels you know at, at each rung the guy he has that experience he can come in and contribute right away even at 18 you know taking his lumps but i think i think he, he can certainly contribute yeah he can certainly contribute um he just, has, he just has to be coachable, you know, because, you know, he has a tendency to have the, t- the tunnel vision, but you know yeah. he has that dog. He has yeah. that dog, man. He, has, he yeah. has that dog, you know? He has a lot to work on, too. There's, yeah. a, lot, there's a lot of question marks in this game. That, For sure. I'm not sure it's going to translate to the NBA. Like For sure. Because he's like, he, he, he relied on a lot of his size to finish over the top of smaller players. Right. Not going to get that at the next level. Not going to have that at the next level. Mm-hmm. And um, here was um, Spencer's breakdown of him. He, Spencer said, uh, strengths, prototypical size for a two, good passer, does a nice job getting into the paint. Weaknesses, he says, is a shooting, throwing only 30% from three last year. Um, his off-ball defense, pick-and-roll defense, which you know, which is a weakness for a lot of guys, obviously. Uh, yeah. Finishing ability and, and forcing shots in and around the rim. Forces the issue a little bit. Is what Spencer um, his his scouting breakdown. Yeah, you know. So let's see. Yeah, let's let's see, man. Everybody everybody's got holes, man. Um, let's go to Brooklyn. Jay from Brooklyn. He wants to talk about. He wants to draft Hunter over RJ. Jay, how you feeling, bro? Yeah, what's going on, man? What's going on? East New York what in the building. You heard? East New York. Yeah, Uncle Murder them. yeah, I'm a big fan. I'll be watching the show. I just don't be catching y'all live and all of that, but I'm always watching, man. Y'all do a good job. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for the support, bro. Yeah, man, but honestly, like, I don't really like to do the speculation. I, I like to go along with what I hear the guys say in the organization. You know, Fizz and Steve Mills and those guys, 
they like positionless tough guys. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. DeAndre Hunter and PJ Washington, those two guys fit that mold. Like you talk about guys that could guard multiple positions, shoot the ball well, defend. You know, they do a little bit of everything. Like RJ Barry, he's cool, he's a good guy. But I don't know if he really got that dog in him too too much. I don't know. Like I, I, jails. I'll say this, like about uh Hunter. And I think I said this before. To me, DeAndre Hunter fits best with the Knicks. Like, as far as, like, if we end up getting the dream scenario of Kyrie and KD, to me, DeAndre Hunter is a guy who is a 3 and D guy who's not going to command the ball and can shoot lights out from the Right. Put him in anywhere. Right. Taking him at three is like a, is like, it's high. It's kind of high to take him at but I understand why you... No, nah, not to take T.J. Washington at three. Like, all right, so in the event of the Knicks possibly moving back, because I was hearing that too, if they was to move right. back, that would be somebody I know that they looking at, you know? But if we was to try to make a trade for like an AD or something like that, I think he, I think Hunter fit better with, with Zion than RJ, because RJ, he kind of got to have the ball to get off. Like, Zion, he... He don't really need the ball too, too much to get off. He could play off the ball, too. You want a guy like a hunter that could knock down a three, 45% from three on yeah. average. That's not bad. And he played defense, you yeah. know. He could guard the guards, and he played a little bit of, um, like, stretch four sometimes in college. He was guarding some of the fours. So that's versatility yeah. at his best, you know. True. He bullied over, too. But, yeah, 45% is not just good. That's, like, excellent. That's yeah. That's elite. That's true. right. <laughs> true indeed, man. Appreciate the call, Jay. Yeah, I mean, listen, in the trade down scenario, I would certainly look at Hunter, man. I mean, he he uh he certainly picked up his draft stock in 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 uh in the tournament, leading you leading Virginia to that championship. Uh let's take a look at um Spencer's breakdown of him. Forty five percent from three, fifty three percent overall. That is solid. Average 14 points per game at the college level. 15 damn near. Uh, Spencer's highlights of strength. Super high IQ. Unbelievably sound on defense. Uh, starts developing an offensive game. Long, great frame. Weaknesses, he says. Yeah, doesn't take enough risks on defense. Offensive game still developing. And he, he's a bit more mechanical offense and athletic. Oh, yeah. You, you see comparisons to Kawhi Leonard with this guy. From what I've been reading. You know, in terms of. <laughs> Still getting it together, but he could have some, you know, long-term prospects. He could be a yo, player. Yo, it's crazy because he does shoot mechanical, and he seems like he, he's such a low-usage player. Just like, yo, you don't think he can create his own shot? But that game, that when he played Culver, it seemed like he had no problem creating a shot. Mm. And, and, and he kind of was like very minimal dribbles, but still got to where he wanted to go and shot the ball well. So I was like, that showed me a little bit of something. I'm not going to lie. It kind of surprised me how much he kind of took over the game. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. He had an excellent stretch, man. Excellent stretch in that second half. He dominated. He, yeah. He dominated on the defensive end, knocked down some nice threes, and uh, he won He won that championship for them, no doubt about it. Jay, also slide over to the uh, to the middle. Oh, my bad. Yeah, a little bit. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, all right, a couple more callers, and we'll wrap up. First and foremost, shout-out to everybody that's been tuning in, uh, wherever you guys are watching from, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Twitch, Periscope, whether you're watching now on uh, Knicks Fan TV, Nick at Time Show. Shout-out to all the viewers, man. You guys, uh, we definitely appreciate the support. The channel is growing. As you see, we got Ian Begley coming in on Wednesday. 
channel is definitely growing. Uh, shout out to Valentine Outlaw. Appreciate it. Um, if you guys are new to the chat, leave us with a hashtag new so we can shout you guys out. Shout out to mm-hmm. everybody watching from around the world, man. We had um, um, Antonio from Puerto Rico called in. We had some viewers from Argentina tuning in. My guy Robin is out there in Canada, Calgary. Global, man. Uh, that's what I love the most about this show, JLs, is that it's so easy to tap into people all over the world. Oh, yeah. You know, who who want to be more connected with the team, more connected with the fan base. I mean, look look, look at what we're putting on here, man. It's cool stuff. Yeah, cool stuff. Media fan reaction, nice little community sharing ideas. Yeah. And console each other when things get tough. That's it. That's it. <laughs> And then this was the week to do it, man. <laughs> this, this, this was the week to do it, you know? Um, one more chat. DJ, I see your question, uh, and we'll, we'll get to it. Um, Leslie in New York wants to talk about uh, RJ and John Morant. Leslie, how you feeling? Yeah, I'm all right, man. How you guys doing? Good, man. What's going on? Uh, not much, man. I'm on my little break right now. Uh, you know, I work for corrections, and, uh, you know, I okay. just figured I'd take the time to, uh, you know, uh, chime in, and, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm watching right now. Uh, where were you at, Rikers? YouTube, so, um, no, 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 no. I, I, I work for um, the, the Department of Juvenile Justice. Mm. Okay. Pre- yeah. Appreciate you yeah, what you do, man. You need a lot of patience for that job. All right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But uh, I'll just get right right to it. I mean, I heard a couple of callers. Uh, the thing for me is, is this. Um, as a GM, you know, Scott Perry, all these boys, They, I think that at the end of the day, you have to look at it this way because you've been hearing talk about with John Morant and uh, with the Grizzlies and then with the whole knee situation going on where he has to clean out the knee. You know, some say that it may not be a major, you know, um, thing to worry about. But, you know, there are like little, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And so there are some talks that they're saying, oh, well, you know what, they might be leaning towards um, looking at RJ. And um, the reason why I'm saying this is because why would they invite him? I mean, obviously you want to do your due diligence. Every team does. But, you know, right out the gate, they were talking about, okay, yeah, John Morant, no doubt about it, no question, boom. And now, you know, after this whole knee talk, it's like, okay, now we, we you know, let's see if we could bring RJ in. And, you know, to RJ's, um, you know, uh, uh, credit, you know, he said, nah, I want to play for a bigger market, and rightfully so. I mean, who, you know, why would you want to choose Memphis Grizzlies over the New York Knicks? But my whole thing is, is this, you know, and I just want to take your take for it, your, mm-hmm. what, what you guys think. Um, if you're a GM, aren't you aren't you going to do your due diligence? Because you might not. Uh, it might be a hit or miss with Kyrie. Um, with KD, I'm I'm really really thinking, and I'm leaning, you know, 90% that this guy is going to come our way. There's a lot of things that point to it. His father putting out a tweet out there talking about, you know, I don't know why you got Knicks fans are so upset. You guys got the third, the third round pick, but you know, if you guys knew what I knew. You know, that's a tweet his father, you know, um, liked, you know, in, in Twitter. You know, that's telling me, okay, that's something like that. You know, um, Kevin Durant's uh, um, agent, New York Knicks fan, has business in New York. He actually bought an apartment on uh, a home in New York as well. So a lot of things point to that. Some people might feel Brooklyn, but I don't see that. But my point is, if you are uh, uh, somebody who is trying to, you know, the GM of the New York Knicks, wouldn't you say, you know what, I'm going to uh, keep plan A, B, and C. So if we don't get Kyrie, I have to shoot for AD. So how am I going to do that? I know that one thing's for sure, um, the New Orleans Pelicans, they have Zion. They want to keep Zion happy. So why would I want to bring in a Culver or a 
Hunter, or, you know, guys like that. When I have somebody that I know Zion loves to play with and has played with in R.J. Barrett. So if you're in a situation here um, and um, John Morant becomes available for whatever particular reason, do you think that uh, the Pelicans would say, hey, you know, we'll trade, uh, we'll trade for um, which basically what player do you think the Pelicans would look to trade for if R.J. Barrett is not available? In the in the draft, you mean to pair it to pair with John Morant, mm-hmm. a rookie? I mean to pair with Zion, yeah. A like uh, for example, like yeah, if you're a GM at the Pelicans and RJ Barrett is not available, and you're looking to make a trade, and the Memphis Grizzlies ends up drafting RJ Barrett, now you're stuck with uh, John ja, ja Morant, which is not a bad thing. Do you think at that point in time we're uh, suitors for AD? If, um, still, if we uh, end up um, having to pick third, if RJ Barrett is off the board. Yeah, I think you could still be you could still be suitors for eighty. I think you could still be suitors for eighty. I think um, I think pairing John Morant and Zion will be a, a nasty tandem. I, I think that would be a nasty tandem. So I think um, you know I lost JL, so I know what happened to JLs. But I think I think for sure for sure uh, John Morant and and Zion would, would be a good pairing. And, and and appreciate the call, Leslie. I think, listen, every GM has to have, you know, I haven't sat in a, a, a draft room, but I'm only speculating. Every GM has to have their plan A, plan B, plan C, right? Obviously, if Memphis takes R.J. Barrett off the board, clearly I, you would have to think the Knicks would be looking at John Morant. Maybe at that point, maybe Phoenix um, attempts to make a trade with the Knicks. You know, I'm sure they have all these scenarios in their head of what they would do. So, you know, as a GM, you got to stay flexible. You, you got to stay flexible as a GM, man. No, no doubt about it. And, and appreciate the call, man. I don't know what happened to JL. J, JL has got uh, eliminated from the from the chat. Let's see, let's see where he's at, man. Shout out to everybody in the chat once again. Uh, let's go to Malcolm from Brooklyn. And wants to talk about KD, AD, and Kyrie, that trio on the Knicks. Malcolm, how you feeling, man? Oh, JLS is back. How you feeling, JLS? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. No doubt, man. What's what's on your mind, bro? Hello? Yeah, you here. Uh, I was just wondering if is, is there any situation where you think that Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant could figure out a way to work out the salary cast and everything to be on the Knicks. Because my, situ- my thinking is Anthony Davis hasn't won anything in New Orleans. So why would he want to leave a trio like that? Because in my mind, that's automatically at least Eastern Conference final. Why would you want to leave that to go to an agent LeBron James? What do you got, you got thoughts? Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm sure um, it, it would certainly be enticing to, to come here and play with um, Kevin Durant and Kyrie. From a salary cap standpoint, uh, you know, a lot of moves would have to be made. You would damn near have to ship half your team off to either New Orleans or to other teams and try not to take back salary because, I mean, you're talking about three max players. You know, then once you if you, if you do pull off that yeah. miracle, then you have to figure out, okay, how many vet minimums can we throw out to, to build the rest of a team? You would still need three-point shooters. You would right. still need role-playing defenders to make that team even make it to the to the would Eastern you, Conference Finals. 
do you think that with Anthony Davis being as young as he is, he would say, okay, I would forego a little bit of contract next, this, this time coming around to see if we can make a championship team because I'm still young enough to get a Supermax next time my contract comes up anyway. Yeah, well, he's still he's still on the contract, right, until at least another year, right? He's got another year left on his deal. Um, so I, I think, you know, the next team that he would sign with, whether it's the Knicks, the Lakers, Celtics, yeah, he can hold off and, and get that Supermax a little bit later. He's only 25. JL, is he still there? You can hear us, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't know oh. what happened. My internet just dropped out of nowhere. Okay. All, all good, man. Uh, now, we have Malcolm from Brooklyn on. He was just talking about a potential um, trade scenario for, for uh, AD and combining that with Kyrie and Kevin Durant, man. All right. Yeah. Malcolm, pre- appreciate the call, man. Appreciate the call. All right. We'll do all. Uh, we got two more calls left, and then, then we'll wrap up. Once again, shout out to everybody for joining us today. Wednesday is the big show. Ian Begley is joining us, 8 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss it. This is going to be a good one. Um. So, so definitely don't miss that. Let's go to Richie from the Bronx. He wants to talk about the Kyrie situation. Richie, how you doing, man? Yeah, what's good, bro? Good, man. How you feeling? Nah, but um, I'm doing good, bro. I just wanted to say, um, don't you guys feel like instead of getting Kyrie, because, you know, his media antics and him wanting to, like, you know, pair up with KD and everything, wouldn't you guys rather, like, Kemba? Because, you know, how Kyrie acts in the media. He's not having a good year with the Knicks. Now he's going to be acting if, like, you know, the Knicks, because, you know, we're in a rebuilding stage. So you don't feel like Kyrie will kind of, like, you know what I'm saying, like how, act kind of like the way he was acting with the Celtics and the way with the media, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was a little, um, you know, it was a little concerning, can't lie, you know, how he was acting all year with with the media and just kind of responding to the pressure in Boston, you know, and they had a good year, you know what I'm saying? But clearly he wasn't happy there with whatever they was dealing with. So, yeah, you know, part of you would want to lean Kemba from from a safer pick standpoint. But I think from a talent standpoint, I would still kind of lean with Kyrie and take my chances. What's your thoughts, Shales? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to make the same, man. I'd be good with any, any one of those guys, to be honest with you. Yeah, but, uh, facts. But uh, I'm not discounting Kyrie because of what happened in the Celtics. The Celtics organization, they were kind of having problems with, them, with their head coaching and some of their assistants. And I think I had a lot to contribute to what the hell was going on over there. Mm-hmm. But, um, but uh, yeah, I... I understand though, like if if we, if we get Kemba over Kyrie, I'm good. Yeah, get Kyrie, I'm I'm good too. I, I agree <laughs> with that, man. Richie, appreciate the call. All right, last call of the day. Last call of the day is gonna go to um, Val from Jersey. He he wants to say stick with the youth bill, man. He says we don't need either one. Val, how you doing, bro? Yeah, how are you? How are you guys? Good, good. All right. All right, I'm just saying, listen, we don't need any of those superstars that wouldn't sign with us, that, that we got to trade our team for. Listen, on paper right now, Dennis Smith, R.J. Barrett, Kevin Knox, we'll just, we have draft picks to find us a nice stretch all around for. Mitchell Robinson is a couple glasses of protein away from being the best player <laughs> in the league. Do you guys not realize, listen, do you guys not realize we already have a super team in the making? R.J. Barrett, Knox, and Mitchell, that's a big three on paper right now. Big three. Think about it. It's a baby big three. 
Hey, I would love to we see it, man. I would love to see it. You know, from a development standpoint, I would I would love to see us build to to that stretch. These guys are 18, 19 years old, man. They're still babies, man. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. We it's don't possible. Know. Yo, we know. We see Kevin Knox working. We know R.J. Barrett and Knox are going to keep keep their sharp steel. With, well, I don't know that quote, but steel sharp and steel amongst <laughs> each other. Mitchell Robinson is going to average four blocks. I said it on record. He will average four blocks next year. And remember, we have draft picks. And also, we can re-sign all these kids over the, um, what is it, the luxury tax because we're going to own all their bird rights. We don't need Kyrie. We don't need an uh, agent KD who tore his Achilles. I'm putting it out there now. He tore his Achilles. They're just not putting it out there. We don't need Kyrie Irving who's going to break down. He's like a baby Porzingis. They'll break down every three games. We don't need them. He, he didn't tear his Achilles. Yeah. Uh, you practice today. But I understand your sentiment. Yeah. <laughs> Pre- appreciate the call, man. Now, listen, um, I think as we close out, I, I think um, – there's a good portion of the fan base, like we said, J. Ellis, that will be, yes, will be upset that we struck mm-hmm. out. But at the end of the day, there is optimism to be had with, with this young core, with the flexibility that we have, with the ability to take the cap space and create that into more assets, more draft picks that you might be able to draft a solid player in the draft, get lucky and get you your next franchise player. You might be able to package up those extra assets, trade that for a player that can help yep. when these young bucks become stars. You know, there's, there's a lot of wiggle room here, man. So we got to stay the course. You know what I mean? I'm all for the free agency hype. I'm, I'm in it to win it. You know, you got to have a chance. Just like mm-hmm. the lottery, I'm all for it. But the bottom line is, if it doesn't come through, we'll still be here. Yep. You know what I'm saying? We'll still be here, and the development game continues. So don't panic, man. That's that's don't the name panic. of the show. Don't panic, man. JL, yep. let's, let's get out of here, man. Um, show's on you. Ah, uh, man, listen, man. All you got to say is definitely subscribe, like, and all that stuff. Um, I have a ne- uh, My show's our show, the Nigga Time Show. Usually comes on every week, but we're on a summer schedule. So you have not seen the last episode of the Time Show. Just uh, head to the YouTube right now and watch uh, my guy Sweeney tell me why RJ sucks and Cole is the best. Great show, very entertaining. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. All right. Oh, man. And uh, listen, man, appreciate everybody for tuning in. Mo couldn't join us today. It's all good because Wednesday night, Ian Begley. The Blockbuster All-Season Show, only here on YouTube. This is the only channel where you get Mark Berman of the New York Post. Moke Hamilton, when he joins us eventually, (laughs) from The Athletic. And Ian Begley is on his way to address the fan base and all your concerns. Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Subscribe to the channel. Don't miss out. Um, the Knicks Fan TV store is open. Hit the right. link below to get your merch. If you guys want to join the Twitter and the Discord chat, that's what you need to do. Share this video on Twitter right now with the hashtag PostGameNYK. Once you do that, we will add you to the Discord group and the Twitter chat so we can continue the uh, the off-season conversation. If you want to join the other communities, man, we got some good stuff going on. Audio versions of the show are available Spotify, iTunes, 
Google Play, Alexa, and Stitcher. So make sure you tune in. You know, some of you guys at work can't watch video. The audio is right there. And all those links are in the video description. Always check the video description when you uh, tune into the show, man. All right. JL, good stuff, my dude. Let's, let's salute some people on the way out. All right, yo. Who, who you shout, got? Shout out to Enzo. Enzo said we about to get woke. Shout out to Enzo. <laughs> Woj is next. It's a, it's all it's a natural progression, right? Sure, natural progression, CP. Hey, Woj bomb. Woj is coming on the top on the show. How about that, bomb? All right. <laughs> oh my god. Speaking into existence. We're speaking into existence. That's it. <laughs> shout out to Enzo. Chris Dada was good. Sammy So So was good. Robert Paris was good. Shout out to people in my chat was holding down. Will from Li always holding down was yes, good. Yes, sir. Earl Cologne. What up? <laughs> there, there you go, man. And um, shout out to my guys. She, I see you, Justin Ariola. What's going on? Slick Nick. Um, T. Williams always in here. Ricky D. What's going on? Frank Matos. Alex Collins all the way in Ireland. Appreciate it. Uh, Valentine Outlaw. Appreciate it. Amazement 717. BK 2017. John Talento always in here early. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Much appreciated. Knicks Fan TV. Dave, much appreciated for throwing those highlights Thanks. together. Sean Richardson, appreciate it. Look like a, you look like a new viewer, Sean Richardson. Shout out to everybody who called in. My guys from Puerto Rico, my guys from uh, uh, Utah. We had a guy from Utah calling in, man, all over the country, man. So shout out to everybody for tuning in. Remember, Wednesday night, be here, 8 p.m. sharp. Ian Begley, tune in. You guys enjoy yep. the rest of the uh, weekend and uh, have a good, productive work week, man. Tune in next time.